You're clocked out. We're locked in. You're listening to Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Happy Friday, Katie Go ahead and lower blood pressures a little bit. Plenty to talk about here on Crunch Time. Here on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. You know, listening to James's two-minute drill just now, which was obviously recorded, you know, this morning. For the last 48 hours, Deshaun Watson, it was down to Atlanta and New Orleans. And then, I don't know, about an hour ago, hour and a half ago, straight out of left field, he's going to the Browns? The Browns. And, and here's the crazy thing. The trade terms have been agreed upon. And not a single player is involved other than Deshaun. So the Browns are going to get Deshaun Watson and a fifth-round draft pick. And the Texans will get three firsts, a third, and a fourth. Are you kidding me? James Mesh, what what is happening right now? I think this is a story of... There's two different stories I, you could look at this. Uh, one being never give up, even when they reject you. Also, this is just another case of the Falcons blowing a lead. And they're just finding new creative <laughs> ways to do I'm, that. I'm so glad you brought that up. I saw a tweet earlier and they said, hey, on the bright side, the Falcons blew another lead. That's what I, I was saying. At least the Falcons didn't get them. That's oh, how I man. see it. Yeah, I, I I agree. I'm I'm very upset as a as a Saints fan that we didn't get him. But if we couldn't, I'm glad that Atlanta didn't. Uh, but here's the other crazy part. Not only is there no player being sent to the Texans for Deshaun Watson. Listen to Deshaun Watson's contract terms: five years, two hundred and thirty million dollars, and it's fully guaranteed. The man, I mean, obviously, I, by saying this, I don't wish that it happens to him. The man could tear an ACL, never play a down again in the NFL, and the Browns still owe him $230 million. Fully guaranteed contracts can change minds. That's what I've learned. Yeah, I, I'll, <laughs> go, I'll go I live in Cleveland for $230 million. Yeah, it's five years, 230 I mean... I'm, and, sure, I'm sure there's fun stuff for me to do in Cleveland. And another interesting detail is the first year, his salary is only going to be a million due to the fact that he will likely be suspended for half the season. So his first year salary is only going to be a million, um, which his suspension fee, I guess, would, uh, would come out of that million. But $230 million, fully guaranteed you know what they say man the rich get richer so again you know that kind of took a a, a left turn for the way this show was gonna go we were gonna open up with with march madness conversation and then i was gonna give you an update from the the chittimacha louisiana open we were once again live at the at the sunny beautiful and still very warm la triomphe and then obviously we've got cajuns baseball you got lsu baseball 
Cajun softball. And then, correct me if I'm wrong, James, but both LSU basketball teams are playing in some kind of tournament? Yeah, I think they are. <laughs> in fact, I think one of them is playing uh, at about 6.20 right after the show ends. Yeah, and again, correct me if I'm wrong again, aren't we airing it? Aren't we going to bring it to the fans? You're absolutely correct. We are. You'll be able to listen to everything, the pregame, the whole game, and the postgame right here on this station, 103.7 Lafayette, 104.1 Lake Charles. Man, Acadiana's lucky on this fun Friday. Phone lines are open, 706-0111. If you want to chime into the show, if you want to make a comment about the Deshaun Watson situation, Cajuns baseball, you name it, we'll talk about it. Now, here's here's where things get interesting involving the Saints. Now that you don't have Deshaun Watson, you have a couple options at quarterback. You can re-sign Jameis Winston. And then here's a, a, a piece that a lot of people aren't talking about. You could trade for Baker Mayfield. So I think I think in the commercial break, we're gonna make that the poll question of the of the afternoon. Who who would you rather, Deshaun Watson or Baker Mayfield? I mean, James Winston or Baker Mayfield? James, what says you? I just say bring back Jameis. I mean, it was my initial first option, but I didn't realize Deshaun would also be an option. So, of course, you're going to lean to the better overall quarterback, you know, the elite top five talent that's in the league. Of course, you're going to want to go and get that. Who doesn't want to improve that QB room? Right. But I would love to still have Jameis. I, I was never off him. I just saw, if you see a new opportunity, go well, for it. Right. Why, right. why would you sit on your hands? That, that's kind of the, kind of the idea. Um, it, it's not that Saints fans or even the organization didn't want Jameis Winston. It was just that when a guy like Deshaun Watson comes along, I mean, y- you have to at least test the waters on that so again the Saints obviously missing out on on Deshaun Watson but they have again plenty of options now James here here's another aspect that that I find is of note now you keep the assets that you were going to give up to Houston for Deshaun Watson so how much now that you're still in need of a starting quarterback how much does your draft philosophy change, if at all? I don't think your draft philosophy changes because you pro- your priority had something going on before all this trade stuff came about. You probably had a plan ready and you were working on it, but then Deshaun came available. and Of course, that's going to put everything else on a hold. You'll just figure out everything later. But now that you do know that Deshaun is off the table, your first option should be go get Jameis. I don't think Baker's too much of an option since he wants to go to the Colts and the most likely spots from reports are either the Seahawks or the Colts. You could always see another let out of left field team again like we saw kind of with this one, even though they were in it initially or they were a little later than the Saints and the Panthers, but still. Unless, if all else fails, then you would change it up and be like, well, maybe we do have to go get a quarterback in the draft since can't get Jameis, can't get Baker, can't get Jimmy, then maybe. But 
other than that, I don't think you really change anything because you probably already had a plan to begin with. Yeah. Um, I, I don't disagree with that. Uh, now, our, our poll question, thanks to the producer extraordinaire and the co-host with the most, is up on the Twitter page. Who do you want as the Saints quarterback? Jameis Winston, Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo, or go to the draft? Uh, so far, 66% say Jameis, 17% say Baker, and 17% say draft. Now, there's a comment from Tyler Landry that says, hopefully we can sign Robert Woods and then draft a wideout along with Jameis Winston. I mean, the Interesting. Thi- the thing is with whether it be Odell or Robert Woods, I mean, Robert Woods tore his a little earlier, but they both, they're both going to be coming off an ACL tear. Well, uh, uh, agreed, but at the same time, that could maybe play into the Saints' favor. It could, and it would lower it would lower it, his, it lowers it lowers their asking price. It all um, it just it all depends on how it depends on how much either one of them have progressed. Yeah, in, in their recovery, that's that's really what it boils down to. Because the reason why you brought Quan Alexander back was because he was. Super ahead of schedule, like three, four, five months ahead of schedule yep. of what you usually expect from an Achilles tear. It depends. It's the same thing with Jameis. Jameis has looked good from those videos that we've seen on social media, but you need you ultimately need to know how is he progressing. And same thing with Robert Woods or Odell or anybody else. They already did that with Marcus May. Obviously, they think he's doing well in his recovery to sign him to that kind of contract. Yeah, um, Marcus May's contract, as a reminder, three years, $28.5 million, with 15 of it guaranteed. Another headline that, that came out of the NFL within the last hour or so that, that I feel like we need to talk about is uh, Juju Smith-Schuster has signed a one-year $10.7 million deal with the Kansas City Chiefs. So, two comments on that. Number one, that's just unfair. As if Patrick Mahomes, who could probably do it by himself, needed any more weapons. He's now got Juju Smith-Schuster. Secondly, how many... The over-under... Let's play over-under, James. Over-under of 100 TikToks that feature both Juju and Jackson Mahomes. On the season? Yeah. Ooh. I How don't, many TikToks would they shoot together? I really don't think it's going to be as many as 100, but I think all of them, they're going to get ridiculed for it because they, they already do enough as is. Because they're you'll they're see like, both so cringeworthy. You'll see like one or two like post-game or one or two from either one of them during the game. So if you do that times, two, times 17, I mean, you're only going to see it 34 times. Maybe a little more. Might get a bonus, one or two here or there, but I don't think it'll be 100. No, that just... Again, going going back to my original point of this, that's just unfair. It's a, it's definitely a good dynamic duo with Juju and Tyreek, and then you still have Travis Kelsey at tight end. And you, you'll have Clyde. Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Um, it's, it's definitely a pretty nice offense. But do, they, do you bring back McKinnon? Jarek McKinnon? I mean, yeah. he did he did have a lot of snaps 
Do, do you bring Jarek McKinnon back? I would if I were the Chiefs. He obviously proved he can he can be a valuable asset on the offensive side, be a, be a nice dump-off option since they don't like to throw it to Clyde, weirdly enough. They like to just have a run up the middle, and, and they just do dump-off passes with McKinnon. Man, the, the NFL is about to get incredibly entertaining. Especially over... that AFC West. Oh, dude. That's... Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Derek Carr, and Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, five years, $142.5 million. Became the highest paid in NFL history as a receiver. What? Absolutely insane. There's a reason that we are calling Fridays the Friday Fun Show. We, we, we give it that name, and instantaneously, craziness ensues. Oh, so so you did come up with a name. Yeah, we're, we're going to call it the Friday Fun Show. Friday. That's just okay. that's just what it's going to be. Friday Fun Day? Friday Fun Day, yeah. Uh, I'm down I'm down with that. Uh, once again, we are live at La Triomphe Golf and Country Club for the Chittimacho, Louisiana Open. Beautiful, beautiful afternoon as, as that weather passed through last night. Uh, supposed to stay sunny and bright for the rest of the weekend. Perfect golf weather. It, it, you know, it, it, it's been a fun week being live, but James, I got to tell you, man, I'm ready to be back in the studio. I bet. That, that sun's been in your face the whole time. I am it's I am super, ready to be back in the studio. It's pretty hot out there. It's, it's nice and conditioned in here. <sighs> Jealous. <laughs> Jealous All right. Ensues. We're going to take timeout number one, and when we come back, we'll talk some March Madness. We'll give you some score updates. I've got a little bit of a rant on entitled Blue Blood fan bases. And then at 4.30, Barry McKnight, the voice of the Troy Trojans, will join us to give you the inside scoop on the Cajuns' opponent this weekend. Don't go anywhere. This is the game. 103.7 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. It's Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Got something to say to Miguez and Mesh? Hell yeah! It's easy. Just call the hotline by dialing 337-706-0111. Now back to more Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. The Hangout Music Festival is returning this summer to Gulf Shores. In The Game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, as your tickets to this epic weekend of music. You can score VIP passes by becoming a member of the Game Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. Don't miss the return of Hangout Music Fest, featuring Post Malone, Halsey, and Megan Thee Stallion, just to name a couple of the artists. That's the Hangout Music Fest, May 20th to 22nd in Gulf Shores, Alabama. Win VIP passes from the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You know, I, I'm learning more and more the more I hear these live reads about all these awesome giveaways. It's a good thing to be a listener of us. I mean, hangout passes, the the tour experience that we gave away, the ultimate crawfish boil, like... We even gave a car away. We gave a car away. Like, again, how, how do you not listen to us and how do you not become a Clubhouse Rewards member? It just, it, blow, it blows my mind. Welcome back to Crunch Time with me, guys, and Mesh. Right here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. Matt Miguez, James Mesh in the studio. Let's talk some March Madness a little bit. And I'm really going to spend a lot of time on one game 
from last night, and that is, of course, St. Peter's and Kentucky. St. Peter's, the Peacocks. Now, here's something crazy, in case you didn't know this. St. Peter's is a private Jesuit college from Jersey City, New Jersey. They only have, you ready for this, 2,600 undergraduate students. 2,600. Now, for comparison purposes, UL has about 18,000. Just school size, just comparing. Um, and they took down Kentucky last night, 85-79. to 79. In overtime, it was the second time in two years that a 15 seed has upset a two. And the way they, they did it was by shooting 51% from the field as a team, including 53% from the three-point line. They went 9 of 17 from three. 18 of 21 from the free throw line. Kentucky only shooting 42% as a team. They only were out-rebounded by Kentucky by one. They had the same amount of assist. And they only had two more turnovers than Kentucky did. The The way that St. Peter's plays basketball and the way that they were able to beat Kentucky is, is very simple. And, and it's an offense that I've always been a fan of and I've always believed in. And, it, and it's ball movement. Right? James, you're a basketball guy. You can agree with me. Oh, yes. The- ball movement is very important. And it feels it feels a lot nowadays. You see too much... ISO ball. You see too much street ball, and it's like that's cute and all. Whenever you're just like playing a pickup game, he said that's cute. But like that's not gonna win you games. That's not gonna win you championships. You got to move the ball around. You got to keep the defense on their toes. Because if you right. have it sitting down and you're just pounding the ball and you're just trying to do a tween tween behind the back and just do something crazy, it it might work every once in a while. Don't get me wrong, but not everybody is Kyrie, and obviously Kyrie's only won the one championship. And that was in large part because of LeBron. So, yeah, you, large you, large part because of LeBron. You can't you can't expect to have five Kyries on the court and them all to just sit. Because look look at what happened with the Celtics whenever Kyrie was over there. Too many mouths to feed. Yep. No one got the ball enough. And as soon as they did get the ball, they weren't willing to pass. You turn you you make that into selfish players. And if you don't if you have just a bunch of selfish players. You're not going to have a successful team. You're not going to have a successful program. So you need to move the ball around. You need to you need to create some ball movement. You need to put stress on the defense instead of the defense putting stress on you. Right. Right. Open phone lines once again 706-0111 if you want to chime in. But the reason that I'm really talking about this Kentucky game is so Kentucky's head coach John Calipari. He's been there since 2009. They won a national title in 2012, that year that they had Anthony Davis. He's been a Naismith Coach of the Year three times, and he's been inducted into the College Basketball Hall of Fame. James, disagree with me if you wish, but those accolades grant you the job as long as you don't tank the team, right? Yeah, as long as you don't ruin the program i mean so so okay so as long as they don't as long as you don't ruin the program would you say being a two seed in the ncaa tournament ruins the program no so then why the hell are kentucky fans calling for john calipari's head 
I don't I I don't understand it. I understand it's 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 really not the fact that it's they're just blankly the two seed. It's more the fact that you haven't seen them win the whole thing since Anthony Davis was in the program and that was 2011. Yeah, cuz he was cuz Anthony Davis was drafted in 2012. So, you haven't seen it in over a decade and it feels like Kentucky has underperformed in a lot of those years since. So I can understand where Kentucky's coming from with that, where coach, we have this expectation. You've put this on your shoulders and you've taken it like two steps down. What's going on? And, and, and I agree to that. There's a tweet here in this article. Kentucky just achieved their worst loss of the Calipari era, if not program history. The regression we saw from the Wildcats on both sides of the ball, as well as the backcourt, to waste Shoebe's performance tonight and season as a whole is unbelievable. Stunned doesn't cover it. Now, I, I get the emotion behind being a two seed and losing to a 15. Like that's clearly, you know, as the two seed, you clearly don't expect to lose to a 15. But it's, it's only happened 10 times since the. Looking, looking at St. Peter's. See, I'm a basketball guy, so I follow you know the the lower the lower conferences. St. Peter's was only a 15 seed because they come from the Mid Atlantic American Conference or Mid American Atlantic Con, whatever whatever the MAA, whatever order it is. But they they were only a 15 seed because of the conference they come from. This wasn't a true 215 matchup. And so to to sit there and call for a guy's head when year in and year out, other than maybe the last two or three years, you're always in the national title conversation. I don't know. It just, it just baffles me. It, it just it just doesn't make sense to me. Again, the guys won you a national title. He's a three-time coach of the year. He's in the he's in the basketball Hall of Fame. Like, what more do you want out of a coach? I mean, you have to remember in sports, it's not what you've done; it's what have you done for me lately. Like the accolades are cool, but if 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 you're losing to a nineteen and eleven St. Peter's, it that does kind of put a little bit of a stain, a little bit of a barbecue sauce stain on your. Uh, resume shirt it does it does look it doesn't look good is what i'm telling you well and, and i agree it's not a good look i'm not i'm not denying that but here's here's the thing that that blows my mind with fam because because it happens it happens everywhere but watch what happens next year when john calipari gets them to like the elite eight. Oh, we love coach cal blah 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 like, where were you 365 days ago? Like, you, you, you can't... What, what's the phrase I'm looking for? You can't have your cake and eat it too? Thank you. Thank you. That, that's what it is. It, it's one or the other. You either, you either ride with the guy through highs and lows. You can't be there just for the highs. UL fans know that all too well. You, you, you can't be there to enjoy the Billy Napier era. You can't fully enjoy the Billy Napier era 
if you weren't there for the Jerry Baldwin and Ricky Bustle days. So, from a Kentucky standpoint, don't soak up the national titles if you can't be there when they get upset in round one of the tournament. That's my two cents on it. That, that's all That's all I've got to say. Um, but the NCAA tournament has been interesting. Once again, LSU plays tonight at 620. We'll have it all for you here on the game. We'll take a timeout, and when we come back, Barry McKnight, the radio voice of the Troy Trojans, will join us to give you a preview on the Cajuns baseball matchup this weekend from Troy, Alabama. This is Crunch Time, 103.7 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Had a rough day at work? Got lady problems? Not to worry, because you have two wingmen right here. You can be my wingman anytime. Now back to more Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Today is the day you join the Game Clubhouse Rewards Club. Not only is it free, but you will be able to get the chance to earn some tremendous gifts, like a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester's Steakhouse or a $25 gift certificate to Mabel's Kitchen at Cypress Bayou. You can only win that $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester's Steakhouse or the $25 gift certificate to Mabel's Kitchen by joining the Game Clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. So sign up today. Welcome back to Crunch Time with me, guys, and Mesh right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. It's now time to get a preview for the Raging Cajuns baseball series this weekend against the Troy Trojans. And joining us to do just that is Mr. Barry McKnight, the TV and radio voice of the Troy Trojans. Mr. Barry, good afternoon, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, we had some we had some big time storms. A huge line came through here about uh, well, really all day. But uh, it's moved through. We should play baseball tonight. It's awfully wet out here, but it's an artificial turf. Hey, there's going to be baseball tonight. It's Trojans Cajuns. So yeah, absolutely. I'm doing just fine. Really looking forward to it. Yeah, it, it's the it's the same weather that uh, that we were we were somewhat <laughs> spared with it. Uh, if, if, if you watch the radar, it kind of broke up right over Lafayette and then kind of reformed around New Orleans. But, you know, Barry, let's talk about the Trojans. They started the year off hot, 4-0 and on the year, and then they had a, a weekend or a week-long stretch where they only managed to wheel, reel off one win. They, they won one out of three against Jacksonville, lost to both Auburn and Alabama. But since that game, they are, you know, six – and one since that stretch, you know what's been what's been working for the Trojans over the last couple of weeks. Well, that's been pitching as much as anything else. Pitching and small ball; those are two things I'm really actually looking forward to the most in this series as well. Troy's uh, starting pitchers have been have been good, especially Garrett Gaines, the freshman of the year in the league, who'll go tonight uh, to start for Troy. But it's been the bullpen that's been really, really good for Troy. Uh, once they get a lead into really the, the sixth inning, they've been awfully tough to beat. Uh, Marquez Oates, the closer, a couple of good setup guys in Grayson Stewart and Keaton Fuller and a good left-hander named Kyle Gamble. But also offensively, not a ton of power yet. 
the guys who were expected to, to hit the long ball haven't really done so yet. But, man, there's been bunting. There's been a lot of steals. There's been a lot of aggression on the base paths, and that really has helped out a lot, particularly this past weekend. Indiana came in out of the Big Ten, and uh, Troy really shackled their offense quite a bit and bedeviled them with the run game. A lot of bunting, a lot of, uh, a lot of stolen bases, and, um, and really it was fun to watch. Louisiana does a lot of the same kind of thing offensively. They are big into the run game and, and being aggressive. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Used to be that when Troy and Louisiana played, there'd be a lot of long balls. But, yeah, we're going to see some station-to-station baseball, and uh, there's going to be some fireworks on the base pass, I think, this weekend. Yeah, you know, you, you mentioned Garrett Gaines, the, the freshman of the year a year ago. You know, I'm looking at I'm looking at the batting statistics. Talk to me about Jesse Hall, you know, 333 batting average on the year. Six doubles, thirteen RBIs, has an on-base percentage of four fifteen. What is what is he doing well to really to really power this Trojan offense? Well, it's really good to see because he's a real story of perseverance. This is his third year in the program, and you know he played behind Drew Frederick, who's the all-time leader in games played at Troy and, and played for six years here. Bided his time last year, got a chance to play third base. He is a plus 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 defender. He is a magician with the glove. But that they started him off down in the batting order. Uh, he's mostly, uh, you know, a spray hitter, punch the wall here, there, you know, occasional power. Uh, and down in the eight hole, uh, he was doing okay. They moved him up to the two hole a week ago, and he, his main offensive contribution has just been the timeliness. He has been a terrific clutch hitter with men on board. He's a really good, talented player. He really has come on offensively in the two-hole. It seems like the roles are kind of switched because we got a 235-pound first baseman named Will, William Sullivan who's hitting in the, in the leadoff spot, and Hall is more of a get-on-base kind of guy, like you mentioned with his on-base stats, and he's batting in the two-hole, and so far it's worked. He's been Troy's best player without a doubt so far, and a lot of it's been because of his ability to deliver when the chips are down. Talk to me about Skyler Mead, your first-year head coach. You know, he's he's a 14-year coaching veteran, with stops at Michigan State, South Carolina, uh, and had a great playing career at, at Louisville. So far, you know, it was a small sample size so far, only only 16 games. But what have you seen out of, out of Skyler Mead that impresses you for the future of Troy baseball? Well, I can sit here and talk X's and O's with him. He has you – know, and, and, and I loved the previous coaching staff. Loved them. Uh, Coach Smart was a Troy guy, an old-school guy. Skyler's not old-school. I can tell you that about him. Uh, what he has done with the pitching staff, just in terms of numbers and increased velocity and things like that, has been notable. He's a pitching coach guy, like you said. He is a – he is all about that. But really, it's been a different vibe for this team. Uh, you know, there's music playing at practice. You know, they'll, they'll, hear, they'll hear Drake, and then they'll hear Torch Strait, you know. Uh, and the players really relate to him and the staff. Well, I don't think a single one of them is over 36 years of age. Uh, there's some energy involved. Uh, there's a, a really, really strong use of analytics, the, the new wave numbers out there, not only to have them, just to have them, but he's done a really good job along with his staff of presenting those numbers in digestible form to where it really makes sense to the players what they're trying to uh, you know what they're trying to identify and what they're trying to work on. So really, as much as anything, again, like you said, with a small sample size in terms of games won, games lost, can't really tell that much, but I'm telling you, in terms of the atmosphere, it has been a notable change. It's a lot more of a, um, 
a lot more of an energy than um, than I anticipated. It's been really good. Night, the radio voice of the Troy Trojans, Barry. Looking at looking at the roster, uh, t- talk to me about a player that you might not hear his name a whole lot, but Cajun fans sh- should really look out for it this weekend. There's a couple of guys. I'm glad you put it that way because uh, there's a couple of guys who I think really kind of match up well. One of them is the catcher named Clay Stearns. Uh, Caleb Bartolero, who you've heard of for a couple of years and is one of the most draftable players in the league, he is out for a little while with a, with a bad thumb. So Stearns, uh, who hit with some power last year, is pretty much catching every inning. He is, um, he's a power guy. He'll hit the ball out now and again um, with, with, with pretty with pretty good frequency, but, um, you know, he's going to be charged with uh, trying to stop the Cajun run game. He's been really good at that so far, so watch out for him. How Stearns plays, especially defensively, will dictate a lot of how Troy will go, and and there's a really, I'm still looking for the first baseman, Will, William Sullivan, to really break out. He's broad-shouldered, he's 235 pounds, has a spectacular handlebar mustache, and he can hit the ball a mile. He doesn't have a home run yet, but I have a feeling that when those come, they're going to come in batches. He's a guy that really has the most physical presence among the Troy hitters and somebody to really, really um, to look out for, especially this weekend. Barry, one last question for you. In, in doing your, your research before this matchup, you know, what do the Cajuns, in your opinion, what do the Cajuns do well that could give Troy fits and vice versa? How, does, how do these two teams match up? Well, the, the one thing that I know concerns Coach Me the most about Louisiana uh, is, their, is their ability to move, is their ability to run. They are extremely aggressive. And I'm not just talking on the base pass like we were talking about before. They'll steal the base. They'll move a runner along. There's always constant pressure offensively. But also, there's pressure in the pitching staff. Those guys just don't let up. I, you know, they, they, they don't – I'm trying to think of the right way to say it. They don't piddle around very much on the mound. They, 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 don't, they don't nibble at corners. They don't throw a lot of secondary stuff when the fastball is coming. They will come at you. And the Troy hitters have got to be prepared for that. Uh, it's just – Really, for Louisiana, when you play them, by the time the series is over, uh, you will know you have played the Cajuns because they come at you so competitively in every aspect of the game. You had better be ready for them. Otherwise, quite literally, they, they would run you off the field. Barry McKnight has been our guest. Three-game series with the Troy Trojans for the Cajuns this weekend. Six, three, and one are the first pitch times for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Barry, you're going to have the ESPN Plus call, correct? On the ESPN Plus, and we simulcast it on radio, so we are so we're busy this weekend. Uh, the weather should be good from here on out. We anticipate 27 innings or more of highly competitive baseball. Fantastic, Barry. Before you run, tell our tell our listeners where they can find your work. Well, you can find my work uh, the uh, of course the um, the radio broadcast, of course at TroyTrojans.com, TV, ESPN Plus. I do a, uh, a lot of my work is archived on my website at BarryMcKnight.com. Lots of different things there, including um, game times, lots of stuff about Troy, and, and some clips as well. There's a, lot to, uh, there's a lot to digest. Fantastic. Barry, once again, appreciate you taking the time. Have fun with the calls this weekend, and we're looking forward to some good baseball. <laughs> You're very welcome, my friend. You know, anytime you need me, I'll be there for you, bud. Fantastic. Barry McKnight, the radio and TV voice of the Troy Trojans. We'll take one more time out, and when we come back, I feel honored. A, a very busy man 
is taking some time to, to sit down with us. The executive director of the Chittimacha Louisiana Open, Mr. Danny Jones, will join us. I'll get I'll get an insight on what it takes to set up a tournament of this magnitude and, you know, just, just ask his opinion on, you know, the Corn Ferry Tour and, and some of the golfers in the tournament. We'll we'll chat it up a little bit. Don't go anywhere. This is the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles at Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Take a shot on some college hoops this March Madness with a risk-free bet on FanDuel Sportsbook. It doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or if you already have an account. All customers get a risk-free bet on the bracket. Just sign into the FanDuel Sportsbook app to claim yours today. If you're new to FanDuel, sign in with promo code KLWB to get in on the action. Then you can bet on that underdog you've always had your eye on, like St. Peter's, or you can just go with your favorite. Either way, it's risk-free. I believe with this new interim coach for LSU, I think they'll win this game against Iowa State tonight, but after that, playing against Wisconsin potentially, I don't think they can move on after that. And with cash out, the ball's in your court, so you close out with your bet whenever you want before the game ends. There's no better place to bet on the tournament than FanDuel Sportsbook. Join now with promo code KLWB, or if you already have an account, sign into the FanDuel Sportsbook app to claim your risk-free bet today. You must be 21 and older and present in Louisiana and permitted parishes only. Refund issue is non-drawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund, $5. Offer is non-transferable. Restrictions to apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-877-770-STOP. I wish that would have saved me in my six-leg parlay from earlier. Uh, I had Purdue total points 80 and a half. They scored 79. Absolutely brutal. Welcome back to Crunch Time with me, guys, and Mesh on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. Joined by the executive director of the Chittimacha Louisiana Open, Mr. Danny Jones. Danny, first of all, good afternoon. Second of all, thank you for having us out here. Absolutely. You know, what what goes into, you know, uh, uh, look at the scope of the full year. What goes into preparing an event like this? Well, first of all, that's 79, 80 and a half. That's a yeah. bad beat. Yeah. Probably oh, yeah. at some point, that's a bad beat. Um, it's been way different the last several years, Matt. Uh, when you look back at where we were in this being the first normal event, normal, right, pre-pandemic, right. operationally, fans, skyboxes since 2019, you know, there's a lot to go back and go, okay, we, we were doing everything as normal in 20, got shut down three days before. Last year with no fans – there were a lot of things that changed and some things that slipped through the cracks right, right. And, and figure out at the last minute. You know, our job is make it look like it's seamless from the outside looking in and from the inside looking out, it's organized chaos and sometimes just drop the organized word. Right. <laughs> but, you, you know, you sit there and people say, what do you do all year? And, you know, the, the, the old cliche is it's back to work Monday morning. That's a lie. It's back to bed Monday morning. No, <laughs> um, sleep it off. The you know next week is all about getting this course cleaned up and getting it back operationally pre-tournament to the membership and the ownership and the leadership here at La Triumph Golf and Country Club. They are kind enough to we do lease it, but they're kind enough to member-wise to give up their golf course right. for the week to to have this event. And you know, I had a member tell me one time. You know, I, I love to see the event come, but as a golfing member, I love to see it go. Right. And I said, Get your course back. And I said, great, so do I. Right. Because uh, it is, look, it, it's a lot of fun and it's a lot of work to get to tournament week. And by the time it's over, look, we're ready to, not to say see it go, but 
it's it's time to get back to normal because there's a lot that goes into this. So we're accounts payable, receivable. We'll spend the next quarter, the, the, the second quarter of 2022, doing the financials and finding out where we are with charity-wise and, and making – you know, see see where we are, the fruits of our labor, whether it's paying bills, collecting money, whatever, maybe to see exactly where we are, what kind of difference we made in this community. And then it's, you know, in the summertime, what can we do better? What what did what happened that we could have done better? And and there's a lot of notes that I'll take throughout the week and you know, it, it's everybody says debrief right after. And I'm gonna be honest right. with you, it's hard to debrief because you're exhausted and you don't want to talk about the tournament. Uh, we've talked tournament, tournament, tournament and but and then really you get to the fall and you start your planning and you start your sales and your sales tactics tactics and see where we're going to be. And, and so in the next thing you know, you're October, November, and you're trying to put everything in place right before the holidays because nobody wants to talk about donating money. They're spending money right. in late November and December through the holidays and then really, really get after it on the, the turn of the calendar year to January 1st right after the new year. So that's kind of a – and then it's operations and sales and finishing things up. But – it's hard to imagine. It's a full year, but it's no different than any other event, you know, a Sugar Bowl or a Final Four or, you know, whatever it may be. It all takes time to put together. Yeah, no, no question about it. Braden Thornberry is your current leader at 10 under par. Uh, Peter Uline and Trevor Werblow at 9 under. You know, the, the, the cut line being at 2 under is one thing that, that I've always found – interesting about a golf course like this from a golf perspective what makes La Triomphe such a a low scoring a low scoring course well I think the the first thing is is you're sitting here the 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 time on the calendar this tournament falls this is a lot tougher course May June July August when you've got rough you know look rough changes everything you know that the defense of this course is the wind, and you have Peter Uline, who's not being affected by it at all. It's, it's been strong winds out here today following that storm from last night, which knock on wood, or we don't have to knock right. on wood anymore. We missed it. And right. Yeah, we got it, lucky. It, 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 we got very, very lucky because we could have had the same amount of weather last night that we had on Monday night. We had an inch and three quarters Monday night. It dumped it hard, fast. Quickly, yeah. And, and, and very, very angrily. Well, what was the weather dumped on Monday night? And so if we would have had that, you know, the golf course would have been fine. They would PGA Tour and the maintenance staff here at Latrium Golf and Country Club would have got the golf course perfectly fine. And the weather would have been just like it is today, and it would have been great. And it's going to be great, uh, particularly tomorrow and Sunday. But that parking lot out front is where we got to put everybody. And so that's, that, that's the one that makes you go, okay, hold on, be nice to us, be kind to us, be kind to us. Because we were on teetering after Monday of being able to use that lot or not. And, you know, it just makes things logistically a lot easier when things go according to plan. But the wind here is the defense of this golf course. If this wind dies down, especially if they would have gotten a lot of rain and softened the course up a little bit, and now they're throwing darts and lasers at the, the pin flags. But, you know, look, we've had 26 here. We've had 19 and people go, wow, that's a high number. And you can watch some of the PGA Tour events, I believe, over in Hawaii this year. The winner was in the you know, 30, 30 yeah. under plus. But here's the truth. These guys are just good. Yep. They're, they're really, really good. I mean, uh, it's amazing to watch them, the things they can do on a golf course with a golf ball, shaping shots, whatever it may be. You know, the, the slogan used to be, you know, 
these guys are good, and that's no joke. I mean, this right. is the path to the PGA Tour, and you're going to see guys that have played on the PGA Tour here, and you're going to see a lot of these guys on the PGA Tour throughout this 21-22 wraparound season, and then uh, next year, I mean, then next year when they get their cards and they start in the fall series, you're going to see a lot of these on a major network somewhere. Fantastic. And, and, and quickly wrapping up, it, for, for next year's tournament, if somebody wants to get involved, how, how do they do that? Just call me. I'll come see you. I'll talk to you. As as we joke in sales, we'll take your money. Right, uh, right. But, but look, more importantly, it's not. It, it, look, there's two lifebloods to every PGA Tour or any major golf tournament: sponsors and volunteers. And if you have a bunch of volunteers and no money, you can't do it. If you have a lot of sponsors and no volunteers, it's going to be awfully tough. So right. five nine three three seven five nine three eight thousand. We had our best sales year in a decade, and a lot of people are already talking about re-upping. We would love to have you. If you haven't been out. Come join us. Call the office right now, 593-8000. We'll give you tickets if you've never been here. We want you to come out, enjoy the golf tournament, enjoy the weekend. Danny Jones, we appreciate you taking the time. That's going to do it for hour number one. We'll be right back on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You're clocked out. We're locked in. You're listening to Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Hour number two. Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana sports station. Welcome back to the Friday Fun Show. And it's been a fun one. I mean, Deshaun Watson going to the Browns. UL baseball at Troy tonight. UL softball at Georgia Southern, which, by the way, that's a headache and a half with the weather that they've been getting over there in the Gulf Coast. They were supposed to play at 6, and then because of the weather, they bumped it up this morning to 3, but then the weather came earlier than expected, and now they're not playing until 7. I don't know. Yeah, if, I was, if I was those softball players, that would be, that'd be a headache to deal with. Uh, while we're here live at La Triomphe, take a moment to thank our sponsors, Tibbs Trailers. When you're thinking trailers, think Tibbs Trailers. Whether you tug it, tow it, or transport it, Tibbs Trailers is your headquarters for enclosed, flatbeds, or hydraulic trailers. You won't find a better selection in Acadiana than Tibbs Trailers. They're located between Scott and Dusan. Rope, Soap, and Dope is Acadiana's workplace authority for over 20 years. They have supplies for all your industrial safety and janitorial needs. You can find them online at ropesopendope.com or visit their showroom on Highway 90 in Broussard to find out how they can help your business. Golf Connection USA, golfconnectionlouisiana.com. The tailor-made stealth driver is in just in time for your fun weekend of golf. They have a large variety of golf bags and shoes located at 2009 West Pinhook Road in Lafayette. And the Cigar Merchant is Acadiana's premier cigar and pipe tobacco shop located in the oil center on Coolidge Street. You're always welcome to light up at the Cigar Merchant. Big thank you to our guests in hour number one, Barry McKnight, the radio and TV voice of the Troy Trojans, and Danny Jones, the executive director of the Chittimacha Louisiana Open. But James, it's time for hour number two in week number one. Kind of crazy how quickly this first week of our show has gone by. It feels like our show itself has gone by, but overall as a week, I don't know yeah, about it's, it's you, but it's been a long week for you. It, it's it. felt long. Oh my goodness! It's it's been a long week for you. You had to cover for five names yesterday, so you were at the studio for what ten hours yesterday? 
Uh, I got here at 9.30. I didn't leave till 8.30, so I yeah. was here for 11 hours. 11 hours? Yeah. Making that money. When Making I'm, When I'm usually that. here at about, I'm usually here for about nine hours. But yeah. That, yeah, those, ex- those extra two hours will get to you. Oh yeah, it definitely did. A hey, uh, quick update on March Madness. Ohio State taking down Loyola Chicago this morning, 54-41. to Oh, my Cinderella team. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I told you they weren't the same team that they used to be. Auburn taking down Jacksonville State, 80-61. to Texas Tech obliterating Montana State, 97-62. to Purdue, thanks a lot. Beat Yale, 78-56. to Villanova taking care of Delaware, 80-20. to Miami upsetting USC, 68-66. to Currently, live games, Notre Dame. Hold on, my app just glitched on me. Notre Dame and Alabama are live in the second half. It is 61 to 47, Notre Dame. Wow. Notre Dame might be feeling a little bit of uh getting a little bit extra energy after after that first four win. 8-18 left in that one on TNT. Second half, 13-36 left. Texas and Virginia Tech in a close one. It's 48-42 in favor of the Longhorns. Games later tonight, Chattanooga and Illinois. Cal State, Fullerton, and Iowa and Duke. Iowa State and LSU. That one you can hear right here on the game. Wright State, Arizona. UAB, Houston. Davidson, Michigan State. Colgate, Wisconsin. TCU, Seton Hall. This tournament, and, and you know, March Madness, I posted this on my Twitter page yesterday after the, the St. Peter's victory. If you are a March Madness fan, there might be something. Like, I, I, I hate to use these words, but there might be something wrong with you. Like, you might need to go see a doctor. How do you not just get a, and you know... It's funny. I, I've seen a couple people share this on social media also. I still make a bracket every year. But it's gotten to the point where I cheer more for the madness than I do my bracket being right. That's how I am. Because we already like, know. Give me, the give odds me all of, the upsets. The Like the odds of actually getting it correct is like one in a billion, one in a trillion. Probably even more of an odds because you have to get everything correct. So at this point, I just make bets and I just hope for the craziest stuff to happen. Right. And you see, like I saw the the, the odds thing, to put it in perspective, I, I saw a post from, from ESPN. 17 million brackets were made on ESPN's tournament challenge. And after the St. Peter's Kentucky game last night, there were only 71 that still remained perfect. I saw 161 were still alive or last 161. night. 161. Maybe maybe the number was skewed, but... It, it might have I mean, dropped still, to about still, 70 now after the, a couple games. The point stands. 161 out of 17 million? Like, like the odds are, are so not in your favor to, to get a perfect bracket. So, yeah, I mean, I make a bracket just for fun, but again, St. Peter's winning... New Mexico taking down UConn. If Notre Dame takes down Alabama, like, I'm here for the upsets. 
that that's just me. Phone lines are open, 706-0111. Let's take a look at our poll question of the day. Who do you want as the Saints quarterback? So far, 64% of you say Jameis Winston. 17% say Baker Mayfield. 8% say Jimmy Garoppolo. And 11% say to draft. You know... Jameis is, and you know, we, we talked about this a little bit in segment number one. Jameis is the clear, you know, no-brainer, right? Uh, he's familiar with the offense. You could probably get him for fairly cheap. I mean, in terms of fairly cheap as a quarterback, it's probably 15 to $20 million a year. And he, he's a guy with upside. But at the same time... I'm just, and maybe it's the insane amount of similarities, but I'm getting such a Drew Brees vibe from getting Baker Mayfield. I, I just am. I, I don't know if it if it's the swagger that, that Baker, Baker brings that I just feel the Saints are kind of lacking right now. I don't know. I don't know. James, help me out. What am, what am I seeing out of Baker Mayfield? Well, he is pretty similar to Drew in a lot of ways. And I even I, I talked about it before and I mean I'll bring it up again. He I need to find it, I'm trying to find the picture because there was a graphic that was shown and he's shown a lot of similarities to Drew's career, whether it be in college or in the NFL, because they're about the same age they're about the same height. Both weren't very highly recruited. At the time they were, at the time they were, uh, the best quarterback in college. You would supposedly say like Baker was very high up there. You would say he was at worst top three before he was drafted. They both were drafted to terrible teams. The Browns were 0 16. Chargers were 1 and 15. Both were playing or or did play. Yeah, with top five running backs, you would say Nick Chubb was top five running back right now. You would say Ladanian Tomlinson was definitely a top five back at that time. And then when you look at the first three years of their career, year one that they started, the team improved. The second year, the team regressed, and they regressed themselves. And then they were asked to be a game manager on a run-heavy offense the third year. And then the fourth year, they tore a labor in their shoulder. They didn't do it the same way. But it was still a shoulder nonetheless. So it's it's very odd that it's looked so similar. And I feel like a change of scenery, whether it be with the Saints or going somewhere like the Colts, I feel like that would make sense for him, especially since the Browns don't want him at this point. Yeah. You know, the the two teams that have, have come up for Baker is the Seahawks and the Colts. But personally, I think the Seahawks are, are, are kind of interested to see what happens with Drew Locke, which I don't disagree you know, Drew Locke showed some some promise in, in his time in Denver. Uh, I feel like if you if you put the right pieces and the right coaching staff around him, I think he could be. No, I mean I'm not saying he's going to set the NFL on fire, but could he win you some games and put you in the playoff hunt? Absolutely. Um, and, and right now, I I think that's really all the Seahawks are looking for. Baker to the Colts makes sense. They already have a couple weapons. They've got a good coaching staff. 
you know that's a that's a place that I feel like Baker could step in and and, and contribute right away, which is what Baker's looking for. But I I don't know. I just feel like he makes a whole lot of sense with the Saints. And considering how badly the Browns would like to get rid of him, I can't imagine you'd have to give up too, too much to get him. Right? Like may, maybe a third? I think it'd be like a second or a third rounder and then yeah, a like, later round pick. Like like what – is that really too much to ask for to get a to get a pretty good quarterback? I don't think so. You know – Phone lines are open for the rest of the rest of the show. Seven zero six zero one one one. Quickly before we take our first time out of hour number two, talk a little bit of Astros. They played their first spring training game today down in Florida. It was a four two defeat to the St. Louis Cardinals. Nolan Arenado hit a two run single, and their catcher Kisner hit a two run home run in the fourth off of France. The Astros pitcher, but the the headline for the Astros is the return to in-game competition for Justin Verlander. Ah, John calls into the show. What's going on, John? Hey, man, what are y'all smoking and drinking? You can't say Drew Brees and Baker Mayfield in the same sentence. He says somebody's been smoking and drinking. Hey, you you talking about my team, the Saints? The best thing we can do is keep Jameis and keep our team together. And if Jameis doesn't fan out, we go from there. But come on, man. Two breeze, Baker Mayfield. I don't think he, so. He says somebody's been smoking and drinking. <laughs> oh. So let me ask you that. Let me ask you this. Why not Baker? Have you seen him play in Cleveland with the talent he has? Oh. That's why. Okay, so he had he had a couple good receivers. He had Odell. He had he had Jarvis, but he never really had an O line protecting him. <laughs> he's got defense. He's got run back. Baker is not the man. I mean, he, he's just not. He, he had he guy, had defense. He, he's not. He's not close to Drew Brees. He, he had he had like defense. Drew, that's about it. Outside of Miles Garrett, who'd they have on defense? Okay, look. I can't name everybody. But their, the the their man team didn't have a together. defense? That team was put together to win. You can take an average quarterback and put him in with that team, and he's going to do better than the Baker. Oh, man, I don't know. What did you see in Baker? Tell me that. I mean, he's a very similar quarterback to Drew Brees. Oh no! There you go. Don't say that. You cursing out Drew, man. He, they play a similar no. game. They play a very similar game. They're both short in stature. They both throw the ball well. The only problem uh. is the only problem is the only difference that I see right now is that Drew was well set up and Baker wasn't. <laughs> okay, look. I'm going to end this conversation. Uh, Saints Nation, y'all call in and let this man know what's happening. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate the call, man. He says somebody's been smoking and drinking. Um, all right, so, James, here, here's, here's, a, here's a goal that I've got for you now. 
there's a there's an audio clip of a guy saying I don't remember I think it's from a movie that somebody's been smoking and drinking. We need to find it. We need to save it in the board so that we can pull it up for for moments like that because that was funny. We have another caller on the hotline. MP, what's going on? Hey, man, what's going on? Listen, uh, just want to give you guys a heads up on Baker Mayfield. He's not the locker room presence we want in New Orleans. So I'll just hang up and let y'all listen. Okay, so Baker Mayfield, and I respect your point of view, and to an extent I agree. Um, Baker Mayfield is not the locker room presence that we want. But Deshaun Watson was? Hmm. I don't know. Again, I- I'm an advocate for Baker. He's a good player with plenty of upside, and we wouldn't have to give up a whole lot to acquire him. Let's take, let's take a timeout. When we come back, we will... Oh, we got another caller. Go ahead, caller. What's going on, Tim? Hey, how's it going, gentlemen? How y'all doing? Doing well, man. How are you? Hey, I'm just caveating off the last caller. You know, smoking and drinking. That's true. And here's my reason. I think Jameis fits in perfectly with the Saints. One, he knows the offense already. Two, he got the locker room already. And, you know, why why fix something that ain't broken yet? I, and see where it goes. Yeah, I, I, I get that point. Um, and, and by me saying that I would like to go out and get Baker, I'm not knocking Jameis. Right. Like, I'm a right. Jameis fan, and I think Jameis would do well in New Orleans, and I, I wouldn't be mad if we re-signed him. I'm just saying it, it, it's the same thing with Deshaun Watson. If there's an opportunity, you got to put your foot in the water. You got to you gotta yeah. see – you got to right. test the water, see what, they're, see what they want for him. I mean, and if you can make it work, go for it. Yeah, yeah again, yeah, you're, you're, I'm not, I'm not I, totally I did, knocking. Did, you know, with, with Jameis Winston, I did. You know, I think we can all agree that we did see some promising plays from him before his injury last year. And uh, you know, I just you know keep the ball rolling, give him one more year, see how it goes. If not, you know, like you said, you know, go ahead and risk it. You know, take somebody else and see what happens. Yeah, I, and, and I agree with that. The thing that the thing that intrigues me the most, though, is that now by us somewhat missing out on Deshaun Watson, you now have the opportunity to go re-sign the guy that was in your locker room last year. Mm-hmm. You keep your draft capital. Yeah, yeah. And now you still have $30 million to go spend. <laughs> go out and get some play call. Get, get, get James, hey, we need Jarvis Landry, I think. I think that would be a good pickup, a good addition to you know, my promise. I agree. I think that would be a great pickup. He'd be you know, a great I number two. Our, our defense is it's 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 still there. You know, I think we can just better ourselves more on offense. You know, and that's the that's oh, absolutely. The, big thing. the the defense the defense is still in great shape, and and you got, I I think you I think you replaced Marcus Williams perfectly with a guy like Marcus May. Yes. Um. Yes. So yeah, the defense is, is is perfect the way it is. Offense is where you know you need to upgrade the O line. You need to get Jameis or or whoever your quarterback is going to be some more receivers. And uh, correct, you know, just just correct. go out. And... I, I, I just, I, you know, and I'll just end it with this. You know, who would have thought, out of all this going on, out of this Cinderella, uh, what, what you call a bachelorette series that we just had for the past few days, 
who would have thought the Browns? The Browns. Everybody. The but ugly, anyways, you know, the ugly redheaded stepchild. We'll see what's happen. The the Browns but, are kind of the ugly redheaded stepchild in all this. <laughs> yes, that was a good way to put it. But they, yet yeah, they won. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But that 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 that's a tale that that still has to play out. You know, to see if they won or not. You know, things can go sideways next year for them. You know, just like every year for the Browns, poor things. But we'll see. Right. They're 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 always late to the dance. Thanks for the call, man. All right, y'all have a great one. Bye. Oh man, I I still can't get over the fact that the the, the first caller told me I was smoking and drinking. We'll take a time out here on Crunch Time, and we come back. We'll talk some LSU baseball. They've got a big SEC opener against Texas A and M, and we'll get you set up for LSU basketball against Iowa State here on the game. One zero three seven Lafayette, one zero four one Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Time to open up the vault for the games this day in sports history. March 18, 1995, Michael Jordan announces he's leaving his baseball career and ending his 17-month NBA retirement. Jordan returns to the Chicago Bulls and helps lead the franchise to a second three-peat. That was this day in sports history. We now return to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh. Right here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. We've got our phone lines are just blowing up this afternoon with what a lot of people are saying is a hot take by me that I want Baker Mayfield. Let's go back to the game hotline once again, 706-0111. Chad joins us. What's going on, Chad? Hey, not too much. Hey, bud, I just want to comment on a thing you said earlier. Why would you want Deshaun in our locker room instead of Mayfield? First of all, Deshaun was he was innocent in front of a grand jury. I'm not a Deshaun Watson fan either, but he was proven in front of a grand jury innocent. Every time there's always an allegation against a player, there's always multiple women or whoever that come out. It's never just it's never just one. So the, the the kid has no history of any kind of of nothing. So they, and he could have fought it and just and gave hush hush money and paid his and paid his girls off, women off. But he said no, I'm going to fight it and prove my innocence in front of a uh, in front of a guilty in front of a uh, a, a grand jury. Second, my, my second thing is, are you out of your mind? You want Baker Mayfield, the the the, 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 the Mr. Crybaby, over Jameis Winston? I mean that that that's ridiculous. And I think the Saints are better off for keeping Jameis Winston. Keeping uh, you got Thomas coming back. Hopefully they get a great uh, receiver out of the uh, free agency uh, Landry, and then you got the draft to get another uh, thing. I think we're better off. And then you probably gave up an offensive lineman and uh, a great defensive back. But uh, the thing to say that why would you want Winston? I- I'd rather Watson in my locker room any day over Baker Mayfield, my man. Later. Okay, so a-, a couple things. Number one, Deshaun Watson was not proven innocent. The 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 court case was turned civil due to lack of evidence. He was never proven innocent. So, uh, again, 
lack of evidence doesn't mean he didn't do it. I'm not saying he did. I'm not saying he didn't. I, I, I don't know. You know, I don't know Deshaun Watson. I don't know the women that are that are accusing him of, of sexual assault. I just know that lack of evidence and proving innocence is two totally different things. Secondly, Baker Mayfield. Okay, yes, Baker Mayfield. I will agree is a little bit of a whiner, a little bit of a crybaby, whatever. The point still stands that the kid can sling a football. He's younger than Jameis, and it, it, it's proven with, especially with a guy like Drew Brees, that we do well with guys coming off of shoulder injuries. And again, I'm not knocking the fact of just resigning Jameis Winston and moving on. I, I, I don't have an issue with the Saints paying Jameis, you know. $15 million a year for three years. I just, again, like I like I told the last caller, if you have the opportunity, I said the same thing about Deshaun Watson, if you've got the opportunity to explore the avenue of acquiring a guy with that kind of skill set, you need to. You need to. James, back me up on this. You want Baker, right? My for me first, I want Jameis. That's that's just me. But what we were talking about earlier with John and Miss Mr. Drinking and Smoking, I I'm not saying he's Drew. I'm not saying he's on the same level. I'm not saying Baker is a Hall of Famer. I'm just saying when you look at how their careers have gone thus far. If you compare them, it's looked eerily similar. What was Drew before he came to New Orleans? An underperforming quarterback that you weren't expecting much out of. You didn't think he would have a revitalized career like he did. Why do you think there were only two or three teams that wanted him? And they even backed out because they were worried about the shoulder and they were worried about how good he would be. It was the fact that the Saints took a shot on somebody that was underperforming for their career and needed a new spot. Baker needs a new spot. I'm open to possibilities. I'm not being closed-minded. I'm not saying, not this guy, not this guy, not this guy. I'm open to most of them. Even Jimmy G. I don't like Jimmy G as a quarterback. He's not my favorite. He's not somebody I necessarily want. But if he comes to the Saints... I'm going to hope for the best, and I'm going to be like, well, prove me wrong, please. I'm not going to diss him. I'm not going to disown him. Whoever the quarterback is, cool. But I don't want to knock out all other options because if you if you burn bridges, if you close doors, well, if you look down the line and you need somebody like Baker or somebody yeah. else five years down the line, and he's actually proven everybody wrong because everybody's got this whole ideology about Baker's trash. Baker sucks. You like see, I said, you you can't just look at stuff for face value. You have to look at it deeper. Yes, was it really weird and odd that he couldn't get it done with Odell? Yes, I'm not denying that. But when you look at it, sometimes it's more than just, oh, you, you just need a certain type of connection, and sometimes it just doesn't work out. Is it weird? Is it out of place? Does it not make a lot of sense? 
yes to us, but we're not Baker, we're not Odell, we're not in the Browns facility, we're not on the team, we don't ultimately understand what was going on, and you can't knock somebody for that. You can have questions and concerns, yes, but you can't take everybody out the line and just be like, well, now I just want one guy. Well, if that one guy doesn't want you, now he, now you have to go to the now you have to go get go to the draft. And this draft, like I said before, it is not a good QB draft. It's not. It's not. It's a lot of projects and it's a lot of unproven guys. There are some potential guys. Malik Willis is jumping up. Macarall is a really nice piece because he can scramble and run as well as he has a decent enough arm himself. Yep. But there's nobody proven, and that's why I was saying, go get somebody like Deshaun, who is a top five talent. Go get Jameis if you can, if you if he's not too upset with you trying to pursue Deshaun. If you can get Baker, why not? Yeah, he, he went to the AFC Championship. Does he light the world up with his stats? No. But you never know with somebody whenever they have a change of scenery. Sometimes you just need to go to a and- new team, a new coaching staff, and you're you're open to a new idea. Your your point of view is totally different. You see things different than you did before. You understand different things because it's a different coach. You understand the ideology and the wordplay. The plays are different. The coverage you can see it a different way. If coaches can teach you a different way, maybe maybe the Browns QB staff and and the offensive side they just they had them closed minded. They were just only worried about handing it off to Nick Chubb. Or just other things. We don't know. But you can't just say, you can't just knock somebody, I would say. You got to give it a chance because we've seen him do it before. He's got the potential. And then here's the other thing. You know, Jameis Winston was was painted as the Saints guy going into this offseason. Jameis was painted as Mr. Interception before he came to the Saints. He comes to the Saints. Was it Sean Payton? Probably. But, like... Weird how everybody was calling him Mr. Interception, Mr. Turnovers, and, and now now, now all of a sudden it's now like, oh he's him. oh he's he's a he's a dime piece. Now now right. everybody wants him. Weird how that works. Weird how a change of scenery can change the perspective of how a quarterback looks. And and then also here here's my point. You know, Jameis was painted as the guy for the soft season, but then the second the opportunity at Deshaun Watson was was appeared you know james kind of got thrown under the bus got thrown out the window however you want to say it so you know james might be a better man than me but if i'm james winston and the saints call me and say hey uh we, we want to sign you hell no get lost i'm going you know to the to the niners or to the colts or or whoever needs a quarterback because no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna be y- y- your your backup piece. So who knows? Do do we even get that? That's my point. Or do we? What's the likelihood that Jameis Winston still wants to play for us after what's transpired over the last week? We might have no other choice but to go get Baker Mayfield. Or well, Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, the thing is, we don't know officially where Jameis's progress is with his torn ACL. We don't know if he's progressed super far. We don't know if he's had a slight delay. We don't know if he's just right on time. Not a lot of teams know. Nothing has really been made public. 
So he's not going to command a super high market, especially with all these other teams getting their QB situations figured out. You were, yep. you were worried about teams like you were worried about teams like the Commanders, and you were worried about other teams and the Broncos, but they got all their situations figured out, and it's starting to just come back to naturally being Jameis with the Saints. People want to say I'm smoking and drinking, but really they they're just mad at the perspective that I'm taking. That's fine. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion, but don't be mad. When Baker goes to Indy, and his first year in Indy, they win the division and make a playoff run. Could have been us. All I'm saying. We'll take a timeout. When we come back, we'll talk some LSU baseball and get you set up for LSU men's basketball and their big NCAA tournament game right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, and Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. They could debate who should win the MVP, but they'd rather argue who has the best hair in sports talk radio. We just washed the hair. You know, I worked on my hair a long time, and you, and you hit it. It hits my hair. Now back to more of the stylish crunch time with Miguez and Mash here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Hopefully your bracket has started with a bang, but right now FanDuel Sportsbook is giving new customers $150 in an instant bonus guarantee. That's right, you'll get $150 in bonus side credit and all you have to do is place your first bet of $5 or more and how you bet is completely up to you. You can choose between the money line, the totals, the prop bets, and so much more. Unfortunately for me, Loyola Chicago, my Cinderella team went down today. So right now I'm gonna be betting probably really heavy on Houston to at least make it to the final four. Plus with cash out, the ball is in your court, so you can close your bet at any point before the game ends. Join FanDuel today with promo code KLWB and you can place your bet of $5 to get 150 in bonus site credit guaranteed. That's promo code KLWB on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. You must be 21 and older and present in Louisiana and permitted parishes only. First online real money wager only. $10 first bet deposit required. Bonus issue is not withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days after the receipt. Restrictions do apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-877-770-STOP. Welcome back to Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh. Right here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. You know, I mentioned earlier that the the, the phone lines have been, have been off the hook and... You know, callers just coming left and right. Let's go back to the game hotline. Rick joins us, and I'm not feeling too good about this one. What's up, Rick? Hey, buddy. I think you've been out in the sun too long thinking Baker is a good fit for us. I've been out in the sun too long. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the sun's beating down on me out here. But, you know, I don't get it, man. What's everybody's gripe with Baker? Come on now, Baker. The last caller talked about him being a whiny, and he couldn't listen. He couldn't make it work with Jarvis nor Odell. Uh, what would make you think he'd make it work with Michael? Change of scenery. <laughs> I mean, change of scenery again. You know, I, I don't want to make it too much of a Drew Brees thing, but it's a scarily similar situation to Drew Brees. 
and Drew Brees became a Hall of Famer in the black and gold. Now, I'm not saying that if we signed Baker Mayfield that it would be a similar fate. I'm not saying Baker's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer like Drew, but again, if, if Cleveland's only asking for a second and a third, I don't see why you don't do it. I mean, I can see the uh, that working maybe, but uh, just to change the scenery from where he's at right now, I don't know if that, that's a good fit for him or not. Uh, I'm like the last caller. Jameis is Jameis knows our system, uh, and you may think that he's got his butt hurt right now because uh, of the Deshaun Watson debacle. But this is a, a business, man. I mean, this is these guys. That's we were talking millions of dollars here. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. Again, I, and again, I'm not knocking the idea of Jameis returning to New Orleans. I would be okay with that. I just, what a, what a story it would be if Baker comes to New Orleans and sets the world on fire. Oh, it would be a story, that's for sure. I don't know. Again, you know, the story right now is that, that Jameis, according to multiple rumors, he is scheduled or expected to re-sign with the Saints. Um, so, I mean, that probably solves the, the quarterback scenario right there. You just roll with Jameis Winston. But unless you build with solid pieces in the draft around Jameis, I don't know if I trust his knee enough to be the long-term solution for the Saints. Well, I mean, long-term is, is, is irrelative. Uh, it, it's... Uh... We need somebody right now that can play, whereas Deshaun Watson, we didn't know if he was going to have to sit out for X amount of games or or what. So they were rolling the dice for that. So Jameis coming back, knowing he can play. But changing gears, man, what's the latest on the Honey Badger? I haven't heard anything. Uh, you know, now that, that you signed Marcus May, I, I don't know if the Saints – really have a need for Tyron Matthew anymore. Because mm. the, the, uh, other, possi- that's, that's the other possibility for Matthew was, you know, if, if Chauncey Gardner-Johnson went in a trade for Deshaun Watson, you could sign Matthew to play the slot corner, the nickel corner like uh, Johnson did, but now that you're keeping, I, I, don't, I don't see a, a spot for Tyron Matthew. No, I totally understand that. Hey, buddy, I appreciate your time today. Appreciate you, sir. Got to love when, when family calls into the show, right? Getting close to, to wrapping up the week here at La Triumph Golf and Country Club, site of the Chittimacha, Louisiana Open. Danny mentioned it earlier. If you guys are looking for, for something to do this weekend and, you know, finances might be a little tight, in, in these in these still you know unprecedented times, call the office five nine three eight thousand. Say you listen to Crunch Time with me, guys, and mesh on the game, and Danny's gonna hook you up with with tickets to the tournament. Um, in, in his hopes that you know maybe next year, or you know for years after, you become annual visitors to the to the Chittimacha Louisiana Open. So once again, five nine three eight thousand. Get in touch with Danny and his team, and. Uh, Come enjoy one awesome, awesome atmosphere. It's been a great week. Uh, definitely 
proud to be a part of it here at the game. Going back to the poll question, who do you want as the Saints quarterback? 46 of you have voted. 63% still say Jameis. 17% say Baker. 9% say Jimmy Garoppolo. And 11% say Draft. You know it is not a good place to be as a quarterback if your fans or a fan base would rather draft in a weak quarterback class than trade for you. Can't be a good time to be Jimmy Garoppolo right now. Short segment here, but we're going to take one more timeout. And when we come back, we're going to get you set up for LSU basketball against the Cyclones. 620, live from Milwaukee. This is the game, 103.7 Lafayette and 104.1 Lake Charles. It's Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. The LSU men's basketball team looks to begin a run in the NCAA tournament as they take on Iowa State in the first round. You can listen to all the exciting action live here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Tip is scheduled for 620 tonight. Can the Tigers take down the Cyclones? Make sure to tune into the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles to find out. Back here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. A couple more minutes before we get you to LSU basketball. Got a little bit of sad news to report. Uh, longtime Raging Cajuns public address announcer, Mr. T.D. Smith, passed away today. Um, T.D. was one of the absolute best to ever do, to ever work in this industry and to work in this area. Uh, he touched a lot of lives, and my prayers and condolences out to his wife Peggy and their family. Uh, T.D. Smith, again, longtime PA announcer for the Raging Cajuns, passed away today. Before we leave La Triomphe, Quick thank you to our sponsors, Tibbs Trailers. If you're thinking trailers, think Tibbs Trailers. Whether you tug it, tow it, or transport it, Tibbs Trailers is your headquarters for enclosed flatbeds or hydraulic trailers. You won't find a better selection than Tibbs Trailers, and they're located between Scott and Dusan. Rope, soap, and dope, Acadiana's workplace authority for over 20 years. They offer supplies for all your industrial, safety, and janitorial needs. And they're online at ropesopendope.com, or you can visit their showroom on Highway 90 to find out how they can help your business. The Cigar Merchant. You're always welcome to light up at the Cigar Merchant. Apparently, I need to go there since I've been smoking and drinking. They are Acadiana's premier cigar and pipe tobacco shop located in the oil center. And Golf Connection USA, GolfConnectionLouisiana.com. The tailor-made stealth driver is in. Large variety of golf bags and shoes. They're located at 2009 West Pinhook Road. LSU baseball against Texas A&M tonight from Alex Box. LSU women's basketball playing in Baton Rouge. First round of the NCAA tournament is tomorrow at 4. You got LSU, you got UL baseball and softball all weekend. The Chittimacha, Louisiana Open. How could you not go wrong? The first week of Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh is in the books. Appreciate you taking the time out of your day to hang out and listen with us. Appreciate our callers. Appreciate Barry McKnight and Danny Jones for stopping by. James Mesh, appreciate you. We're uh, working hard in that studio. Looking forward to getting back in there with you on Monday. That's going to do it for Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh on a beautiful Friday. Everybody be safe, be well, hug your mom and them, and have a hell of a weekend. Talk to you guys on Monday. LSU basketball is next here on the game 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles at Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. <laughs>